Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings. Hope you're all well, inshallah. Welcome back to the Onfeed podcast with your host, Shabir Hassan. Uh, very special uh, guest today, very dear brother of mine, actually, uh, who I feel like we have a lot in common. Um, fellow creative, uh, fellow Bengali, fellow, how do you even say it? Devonian? <laughs> <laughs> fellow brother from Devon as well, which is red. Like to find a. Muslim Asian brother from Devon who's got so much in common with you, trust me, it's, uh, if you're from that part of the country, you would know what we're talking about. Um, but honestly, it gives me um, great pleasure to welcome my brother uh, Ali, or as you guys would know him as Ali Official. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Wa alaikum salam, brother. Thank you so much for having me. And no. yeah, it's so nice to, who would have thought, eh, two <laughs> Muslim brothers from Devon on the Umfeed podcast. That's yeah, it, man. That's amazing. it, man. Thank you so much for honesty. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on the show. My pleasure. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, we're going to, we're going to jump straight into it because you know how, you know how these, how these things work. Um, so much to discuss. And again, because, because I feel like we've got so much in common, there'll be a lot of things to kind of, uh, to speak about. But here's the thing. One thing I was thinking about is how do I kind of like what title do I give you and, and what do I put you under? Do I say that you're a comedian? Do I say you're a influencer, a content creator? Do I say you're I don't know, like it's a difficult one. What would you like if you were to in one word kind of define right now the yeah. stage you're at? You know, is an actor as well, like, you know, sure, sure, could be sure. anything. What, what would you put yourself under? Do you know what, man? Uh, like everything and nothing. It's it's a very good question. Yeah. And I think I'm still trying to define it myself. But mm. I think in a nutshell, um, a stand-up comedian and content creator okay. who lives online, on stage and on screen. You know, when you're in a room with creative yeah, people, yeah, yeah. you just share that creative <laughs> exactly. vibe, which you can't always get from someone from a nine to five because, 100%. you know, they're used to that routine and whatnot, but... With, you know, whether someone does poetry or art, like, or comedy or acting, there's always this hustle mentality in them, mm. which uh, I love to, like, kind of surround myself with that energy. I think yeah. energy is so key, so important. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of pessimistic people, man. Mm. You know, people that just kind of <clears throat> bring you down. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm big on that. I'm big on that. Like, mm. I need good people around me, man. You have which to. Which makes to. me so happy to have, you know, a brother like you in my life, man. No, thank <laughs> you so much, man. Honestly, it's been a pleasure uh, seeing your journey, man. Like, from the very kind of beginning. Um, because because we've known each other, I think, probably coming up to, like, 10 years. Going back to, like, college days, right? Yeah, it's funny. Know, right? Like, Damn. before any of this social media stuff. Um, so, it's been a very interesting journey. Like, if you think about it, like, from where you would have started. Um, and now, the fact that we're here and we're talking about you being on stage because alhamdulillah like you know if you look at the if you look at the numbers you know you have over 100 million views now on social media you've got over uh, 600,000 followers across social media right and to think to look at that now is crazy to compare it to where you started off the journey has been very unique and it's like what how let's let's start with that how did it all begin where did it all start because is it literally the case where you just thought one day you know what it'll be cool to just make a few videos take out a camera press the record button and then that's it the magic starts from there like where where would you say it all began what was the beginning of the journey for you i think that was definitely a part of it mm. the the curiosity and enigma around it of hey like this just seems like such a cool thing to do i was yeah. always that kid who uh you know as a little child i'd always make family videos with that little camcorder <laughs> that yeah. i had um and i'd edit them together and it was just always this was pre-social media yes yeah. um and i'd always <clears throat> be that guy that'd make little silly videos with my friends on like mm. a webcam or on my mobile phone but when i discovered social media it was like oh wow this is like a home for mm. all my kind of ideas to live on yeah um and i initially just uploaded stuff just for my friends and family to see you know um there was no arc there was no structure it was just uh, a sporadic kind of verbal vomit of creative juice mm. um but the power and potency of social media it never just stays within your friends and family yeah, yeah, yeah. people share it people tag people comment and mm. then lo and behold a following started developing um but again i like i didn't i didn't know this could be a career i started back you know you use some very cool, early right yeah. yeah like you use some cool terms man you know like now you know influencer content creator bro i started before the term YouTuber even existed, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That was a fairly mm. new thing. So for me, I was just kind of made videos on the side, mm. but I still went college, 
did my levels, went university, yeah, did yeah. my degree. I just like lived a proper normal life. I got a nine to five, right? Yeah. Um, second ago, I was costing nine to five. Now I'm saying I got a nine to five. But like, I like I played the game. I did everything, mm. you know, anyone would typically do. But the passion and heart wasn't in my degree. Mm. The passion and heart wasn't in my nine to five. The yeah. passion and heart wasn't like. I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel nourished from mm. the career or job I had. But when I'd make videos, it was like, that was my escapism. That was my oxygen. That really? was my kind of, uh, like... In your element as well, you feel yeah, what you felt. Proper, proper. Yeah. And I think when I had the chance to make that transitional switch, I actually ended up like leaving my 9 to 5 and going mm. full-time as a stand-up comedian and as a content creator. And I think... Um, so in total, I've been like making videos for like eight years. Mm. But for the past three years, I've been doing this like full time. So this is yeah. all I do. Yeah. It's just it's crazy to think like the fact that we can now sit here and have a conversation about doing something like this full time. And the, and it's not just you. There's so many people out there that are full time bloggers, YouTubers, whatever you want to call it, you know, there's all these fancy terms, influencers, content creators. Yeah. Just crazy to think. When when did you decide, you know what, like, that's it. It's the time now to go full time with this because it's a risk to take, isn't it? It's a huge risk. Like, imagine, because sure. we've spoken about this before, imagine rolling up to your mum or dad and be like, right, <laughs> I'm quitting my job. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what are yeah. you going to do? I'm going to make videos yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. I'm just going to go to some shows and, and crack a few jokes. Like, 100%, huh? man. It's... Bro, it's the scariest thing in mm. the world. And by the way, I don't think some people are capable of doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, some people need structure and routine in their life. Mm -hmm. The thought of you being your own boss and, you know, uh, like you being in charge of earning your next paycheck and yeah. you governing your time. It's hard. Some mm -hmm. people need, like, someone to tell them what to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. When I, when I had my 9 to 5, there were people that came in at 8 a.m. and left at, 8 p.m. and they loved what they did mm. because that was their passion for me i'd be that guy counting the clock yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, okay yeah. i've got four hours left or you know you compartmentalize yeah. the day like okay lunch is now so not too long left mm. um so so i think for me when i was when i had some traffic mm. on my uh social media platforms and there was opportunities coming like yeah, organizations yeah. wanted to work with me Brands wanted to do work with me or like, uh, you know, people wanted to fly me out to like different countries to do shows and stuff. That's when I know exactly what you said, coming from like a typical Asian Muslim family, like mm. the thought of leaving everything yeah, yeah. our parents have, you know, told us to do is like the scariest thought in the world. Yeah. So what I did was I was like, dad, give me a year. Mom, mm. dad, give me a year. Let me just try this thing. And to be honest, bro, they were very supportive. Like, mm. I don't have one of those stories where, you know, oh, you know, I, my mom and dad hated me. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I had yeah. to, like, leave home. And it was none of that. Alhamdulillah, my, my parents were very supportive. And I think mm. on that note, I think to any parents listening, I think it's important to, to support your children's dreams. Mm. Um, I think we do, we do live in a culture now where, Bro, the saddest, the, the, for me, the saddest thing in the world is knowing some of the friends I graduated with. Mm. They're not happy. Mm. They're not happy in their job. Like, they did everything their parents yeah. told them to, you know. But um, I, I just, like, I see it when they have time. Or I mm. see it in their voice. I see it in their face. And I think for me, like, what's the retirement age now? 67? 67, 68, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah. So... <clears throat> Bro, most of our lives we're going to be working. Yeah, yeah. Most of our That's lives like we're going to be working. like if you graduate at 21, 22 until 67, 68. That is a huge... So the thought crazy. of doing something that you hate mm. for that long. Yeah. Bro, like I learned very quickly that, do you know what? It can't just be for money. It mm. can't just be for society. It can't just be to please the parents. Mm. It's got to be what I actually genuinely enjoy doing, mm. you know? And... Yeah, for, for me, like, I'm big on that, man. I would push that. And I think there's not a lot of loud voices regarding that subject. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying, hey, like, 
you got a dream, quit your job and yeah, you know yeah. leave everything. Just jump into it. You need a plan. Yeah. You need a structure. You need, uh, in that sense, you need to be a little bit disciplined, which is why I think the most of the creative people that do excel or over-index mm. in their fields, they're good at like time management. Mm. They're good at like, you know, uh, cracking on with things on their own, which a lot of people aren't. And I think that's one skill that people need to like, yeah. really push on you know yeah no it's, it's important what you mentioned <clears throat> especially like the message to the parents right because i think a lot of parents now need to realize the world is changing like rapidly um so the kind of normal uh life that we would expect a person to live to go down a certain route in their in their lives i think people need to start realizing it's not even just the parents to be honest i think just in general people need to realize that actually things are changing where you don't need to now go down a certain route of okay college and then university not that we're saying not that we're saying don't pursue education because yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you know we're still big on that and we we still of course encourage that but i know so many people even myself to be honest i went to college and i and i hated it you know like yeah, yeah. i just did not enjoy i thought i was actually going down one route in my life like okay i'm gonna go to uni degree become a teacher yeah. when i went to college i was like nah this isn't for me so it's not for everyone but i know other people they excelled in in their studies and they're in a, a really good profession got good jobs now and they're enjoying it so um because especially with with yourself like what's interesting is like you said you went to college uh you did go to university and that's why you went to london um but it's interesting what happened during that period in university because um you know as far as i'm aware you didn't actually end up finishing yeah, yeah, you yeah. decided you know what Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out. So just tell us about what happened there when you went to uni. Yeah, I jumped, bro. Like the minute <laughs> I could. Yeah. I think, and again, this is what I mean by, you know, I, I'm when I tell this story, I'm very mindful of my words because yeah. I don't ever want to be misperceived. Mm. Uh, like I had a plan. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I dropped out of uni, mm. uh, and I told my parents, I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like I. You know, and and I and I'm the type of guy. I'm a like I think I'm a good problem solver. Like mm. I had enough money in the bank, I had a structure in place, yeah. um, and there were enough things in my calendar to keep me afloat. Um, so even if I didn't have a nine to five, it was okay. Mm. So what ended up happening was uh, that that year was so busy and so good that I didn't. At the end of that year, I didn't go back to uni. Mm. I was just like. Why should I? Yeah. Like what? Like what would it? What? So so my degree was like you study two years, you work one year, and then you graduate the final year. Okay. During my work year, I hated it. Okay. I hated it. So for for those who didn't know, I, I used to work at Warner Brothers. I used to be in their digital marketing team. As far as like hype and buzz goes. That was an amazing That's job. That's the thing. When I saw you post that, I remember going back those years. It was like, whoa, he's at Warner Brothers. Like, mashallah, it's an amazing thing. Right. I, but, got, I was like promoting films yeah, yeah, yeah. for a living. But bro, that hype lasted maybe two weeks. Right. After that, it was just, you know, a computer, a phone, an endless mm. set of tasks. <clears throat> and I just didn't enjoy it, man. And here's the thing. I think, again, I'm not like... I, I don't want this to come across as I'm hating on uh, mm. 95s. I'm not. Everyone has their own version of truth. Yeah. I'm just kind of mouthpiece in mind. For me, I just didn't enjoy it. So, but I'm glad I tasted that. Yeah. So that I can say I don't, right? So I think um, after that year of work finished and I had this plan in place, I went, I did that. It was good. Parents were seeing that I was, you know, doing my thing. Mm. And yeah, I never went back. I never went back to uni. And the, the question people always ask is, do you regret it? Da, da, da. To be honest, no. Mm. To be honest, no. And I think there's some things in life we've put on a pedestal, mm. right? If I know people that have gone to university and, and are still not doing anything with that degree. Yeah. So how are we measuring mm. success or achievement or accolades? Like, I'm not saying I'm some, you know, big time person that's super successful, but... I'm content, right? Mm. I'm happy uh, with what I do for a living. And I think I think that in this day and age is such a big thing. Like, are you happy with what you do for a living? If yeah. you're not, then life is short, but life is long, you know? And you got, you got to figure out all of those years. Like, how are you going to do this forever, man? Yeah. You know? 
Uh, and it's no surprise to me that people are getting into family problems. People are divorcing. Mental health is on the rise. Mm. I can't help but think a lot of that is due to some sort of unhappiness in people's uh, professions or careers, you know? Um, mm. As we said, like, you're probably going to see your work colleagues more than you see your family. So if it's most of the fact. time you spend with people in a place you don't like, that's going to play out, man. 100%. It's definitely going to have an effect. Uh, it's an important message. I still think, I mean, again, just to clarify, we're not saying education and everything else isn't important, but it is an important important message to say that, listen, that isn't the only route to success or happiness. Like, you know, getting that degree, end of the day, is not going to guarantee your success. It's not going to guarantee you having a good job, etc. I, I, I really think it's, especially in the Muslim community, it's a big thing. Sure. It is a big thing. Sure. Like, we do think that that is the only way of going about things. But again, it's worked for some. It hasn't worked for others. So I really think it is, it is important. Now you, yeah, you, you, and, and, ju- yeah. and, ju- and just to add to that, I think one, one of the reasons why parents particularly have mm. this fear um, regarding the creative arts is because they associate that space with something that's going to be super haram. Mm. And it doesn't have to be. Like, there's haram in every industry, yeah. right? But I think now... We are at a place and position where there is an industry, there is mm. a space, there is a community. Um, and I think we can do good with social media. We can do good with talent. We can mm. do good with sports, with entertainment. And I think the minute we flip that mentality yeah. of like, okay, <clears throat> what if that skill my son or daughter has can actually be used to benefit the ummah, to benefit mm. the community, to you know, benefit our yeah, team? Yeah. And it changes the conversation a little bit. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, maybe I should push my yeah, son to yeah. football practice. You know, maybe I should push my daughter towards photography or whatever the case yeah, may yeah. be, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think I think there's so much good that we can do. And, and that's actually one of the things I wanted to speak about is, you know, along the way, along the journey, you know, the following's growing and the influence is growing. And, you know, you've got... Obviously, the, I would say there's more responsibilities that come with it. It's not just a case of it's just a really nice story of... I've got this many followers, I'm, I'm this popular. It's a huge responsibility at the, at the end of the day as well. One thing I've realised about you, by the way, I, f- I feel like um, I've never actually, I don't think I've ever said this out loud to you, right? But I feel like you are quite, um, I would say, careful um, on social media with um, the kind of stuff you're posting, even 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 personally on your stories. and stuff. I, I've, I've personally felt that. Um, that's a different discussion we can have, of course. But um, even in terms of the content, side of things right so you're making these videos and you know, you know uh, it's i would say these kind of short comedy sketch um and i think you call it like observable humor um because yeah that's what it is you know when you see your videos it's like things that it's day-to-day things that we kind of experience and you're you just put that in the short 50 yeah, 60 yeah, second yeah. videos so it's, it's really interesting the way you do things but i mean another another question is like the kind of stuff you're putting out there obviously is family friendly as well People of different ages uh, enjoy and relate to to your humor, um, and some people could argue, like you know what, Ali, um, you could have you could have hit it big time as a comedian had you gone a, a different route. You know, if it wasn't family friendly, for example, or if there weren't you know like certain principles in place that you that you've put. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with that statement? And then, and how about how would you bring it back to yourself with what you do? It's a good question for me. Like my rules are, there's two or three rules that yeah. everything uh, sits under. Mm. Number one, is Allah going to be okay with this? Mm. Number two, are my parents going to be okay with this? Number three, am I okay with this? Okay. If those three things are tick, 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 then like, <clears throat> bro, the world can say whatever they want. Mm. Like the world will always talk. People like the comment sections of <laughs> any Sheikh creator, like actor, YouTuber, whatever, yeah, is gonna yeah. be like even even this podcast. I'm sure there's gonna be lots of chat about like, yeah, yeah. oh, why is his hair like this? Or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, is you can't control that. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's can I sleep at night? Mm. Is my sanity in check? You know, when when like, bro, like you've known me for a long time. I remember when none of this existed. Mm. Zero followers. Um, I don't live for fame, right? I don't 
particularly crave it. I understand the benefit of it mm. and I understand how it can be used. But for me, the the creative aspect mm. of like putting a video together, of writing a joke, of writing a script, of uh, putting your ideas and manifesting them into life, that's that's the love mm. I have. Um I don't I don't care if me swearing or me doing more explicit stuff or me having a brand predicated on controversy would make me a bigger content creator. Mm. Like if 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 someone wants that, cool, man, each to their own. But for me it's like it's it's not something that really appeals. But mm. what I've learned is, bro, you can do everything right. And you will still get haters. You will still get people judging. You will still yeah, get yeah. doubters. And I think that is a part of the creative journey. Mm. You know, you're always going to get people that are going to, like, criticize you mm. rightfully or wrongfully. I know I'm not perfect. Like, even my scorecard that I said, to, like, you know, do I always get it right? Of course not. I'm human. Does anyone? Probably not. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think... I think the easiest thing is to sit back from afar and just be like, he or she did this, 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 that is wrong. Mm. But like, I think there is a... Sometimes I do think in our community, there is this problem of uh, not appreciating the good someone does. Mm. Just like letting a brother or sister know like, hey, you know what, bro? That that kutbah you gave the other day was really good, man. Mm. Just letting that brother know. Mm. You know, like, hey, sister, that post you put up that reminder it really helped me when do we like we don't yeah, yeah. we don't actively go out of our way to do that <clears throat> that's not always the case but it's often the case mm. but the minute like someone does something bad that's it that's it over. bro over, like yeah. we we feel the need to just like tell everyone about this and you're right i am very careful with what i post mm. uh i try and keep it family friendly i try and keep it halal but there's still gonna be Things that I don't even realize mm. that, you know, you, I don't know if you realize this. You know, when you're eating and you're selfie videoing yourself, you know, mm. like the left hand side comes up and people are like, yeah. why are you eating with your left hand? I'm like, Because no. <laughs> the video is flipped. So people, oh people connect dots that aren't even meant yeah, to be connected, yeah, yeah. right? But again, I've just learned to just live with it. Like there's always going to be those people. Mm. It's cool. You got to do your thing at least. But that's, yeah. but that's the thing slowly but surely it's going to get to anyone human beings right so like the negativity the comments you know you're going to naturally see it um how do you how do you deal with it is it just as simple as you know i'm just going to ignore it or sometimes i'm going to respond to it like how, how do you deal with it over time you 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 see it yeah you see it like um and we're, uh, you're right we're all human yeah. like if there's perfectly placed marble mm. floor but there's one crack that crack is going to stand out yeah yeah someone could tell you you're funny you're great you're amazing but like the minute someone says you know like you should stop doing what you do because i hate you like yeah. that jumps at you like we're human mm. right um we're insecure we're complex people um i don't think i mentally register the significance of it I don't give it importance. Yeah. Um, but another thing is, I also don't let praise or hate get to my head or heart. Mm. I'm always like, look, man, I can't let any of that stuff cripple me because, mm. um, bro, I, like, I've been called all types of stuff. Arrogant, humble, false, modest. You don't even know what to believe half the time. Like, am I funny? Am I not? Yeah, you yeah. know, is this podcast going well or not? Are yeah, Ilmfield yeah. regretting it? I don't know, right? But, I've just learned you gotta you just gotta keep going, man. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite saying and like one of one of one of the sayings, one of my favorite sayings mm -hmm. is, you can please all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you can never please all of the people all of the time. And okay, I think yeah, it's yeah. so true, bro. Like mm. you can't. So why try? Yeah. You know. Um, so it's it's such a funny one, but it, like you said, man, it it does it does get to you, but I think we should balance it out when it comes to praise and when it comes to uh, criticism uh, or hate, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a good point you made about um, not letting either actually get to you. 
because both have their disadvantages like if, if you let praise get to you too much then you might think you know what i've made it i'm, I'm doing well now and yeah. that actually has an effect on your content yeah. because you might think you know what i'm naturally really funny so i'm just going to put out any type of video and people love it so i think yeah both both are actually really important points that you've made um i think i think i think you can mm. there's always going to be separation yeah between uh your intention and reality mm. there's always this uh distance so there may be times where i'm like <clears throat> okay do you know what this video i've worked hard it's gonna do yeah, really good yeah. and then i put it out and it doesn't or it gets uh, misconstrued or like oh why why did you say that that's not true mm. or like no 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 the, and i'm just like damn they totally took it the wrong yeah, way yeah. there'd be other times where i'm like ah, do you know what this video ain't my best but i think it's all right let me put it out and that one will go viral yeah yeah like you can't call these things and i think mm. as creatives sometimes we can be guilty of uh trying to perfect it yeah there's no such thing right and perfection or even just good yeah is so subjective so i like i like that should I, should I tell you why especially with yourself right because it is one funny thing i've realized you record on your phone yeah. um half, not even half the time most of the time you're like inside indoors in your flat or whatever right um or at home and you put something out it's not like um it's not on uh, a super great quality camera nope. you're not putting some crazy effects and edits on it um but end of the day the message gets out you're putting out content so i think this is really important especially for people who are starting uh you know with with whatever it is in in the creative sphere is that they think perfection right from the beginning it has to be on a certain quality and that's it you, you you have to put it out but you seem to be doing it fine on on a, on a phone and just some basic editing does that make sense like yeah i think yeah it's, it's, it's again it's a very good point i think sometimes people prioritize the wrong things mm. like there's there's a there's a great story of um like you know if someone wants to play tennis mm. And they buy all the most expensive kit, but they haven't practiced their mm. technique. What's it worth? Yeah. You know, someone can beat you with a cheap tennis racket. Mm. Yeah, you're bro. All like I just use my phone. Mm. That's mm. it. Like I don't use any fancy light. I don't know how to. But um, I, I, and I think a lot of people do place far too much importance on the aesthetics of mm. their Instagram layout, or you know the what level of hd it is and like look man there's a place and position for that absolutely but mm. like good content is good content is good content mm. if it travels it has room and scope like different things touch different people yeah. and i think um i i'm i'm saying it doesn't have to be mm. super polished with expensive kit and gear uh, and, you know, I'm sure between us, we can even spot examples where people have, like, gone mm. really all out on production, but it's just not landed or it's just not good. But again, who, like, who are we to say that? Yeah. If they're happy and if they want to do that, all good. But for me, yeah, I think I'm one of those, <clears throat> for me, speed is important. We mm. live in a, we live in a, a culture now where, gone are the days where you could upload once a month and that was okay. Mm. Bro. You gotta be quick. You gotta be every, yeah, yeah, man. Like the whole shebang, and I think when when your brand is predicated on high quality production, that takes time mm. to edit, to uh, you know, to get the sound right, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. to uh, do all the fancy After Effects. Um, but with me, it's like I, I wanna if I have an idea, I wanna film it and put it out that. Day. Mm. Um, but again not everyone can not everyone wants to do that some mm. people like the fact that they can edit something super yeah heavy and you know props to them yeah um moving on man because everyone knows ali official as you know the comedian funny guy uh cracking jokes um and alhamdulillah, but there's many posi positives that we can take out from your journey and say, like, you know, representing today has made it quite far and he's done a lot. Um, but along the way, along the journey, as with any person, 
um, there isn't always going to be highs and, and positives and, and good times. There's clearly there's going to be some times where you're struggling, where you're where you where you face your own moments of difficulty. And I guess a lot of the times that's maybe um, the stuff that people don't see. Um, maybe and a lot of the times maybe it's because, you, you know, the, the person behind the screen doesn't doesn't choose to share it. But a lot of people don't factor that in. They just think, oh, this guy just made it, man. Like his life must be amazing or sh- her life must be amazing. But actually, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that might be happening. And uh, one thing that really resonates and, and stands out with your own personal journey is that you did face those struggles um, and you managed um, to, you know, overcome certain trials in your life and alhamdulillah you've still you know come out and I think that in and of itself is something that many people listening and watching can really relate to because everyone has their own problems end of the day right um but a few months back you put out uh, a short documentary um sharing your own story and journey of your mental health uh, mental health and, and mental illness uh, which is like we said it's a big thing and and it's being spoken about a lot more today which is a good thing um, but you decided to actually put out a 30 minute you know short documentary on your IGTV to share that it was literally you just talking and 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 you know kind of just pouring your heart out and it was it was I think different because everyone's like Ali official like you know yeah, that yeah. guy sharing that that kind of story it's a bit you know a lot of people might have been shocked how, how come he how is he going through that and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. so tell us a little bit about that and and you know that that sort of journey that you went through and why then you thought it was important to share that story yeah yeah um yeah this is the part where the conversation takes yeah. a 180 right because and, and this is man like People are not one-dimensional. Mm. People are not just good or bad. People are not just like right or wrong. Like we're somewhere in between. Mm. Like I've told many jokes in my life, man. Like on screen, online, on stage. But um, something that I suffer from till this day uh, is my cl- clinical depression. Mm. Um, and I think the documentary you mentioned that documentary was sitting on my laptop for a year because Mm. it it, the subject is so personal to me and so sensitive to me um and the stigma and taboo around it is just so bad Mm. particularly in our community where it's not taken seriously or the advice that's given for it is sometimes so reductive that it actually makes people feel worse. But for me, uh, this, like, my depression was always something brewing in the background Mm. uh, to the point where I was having panic attacks and, like, I lost motivation to do anything Mm. in life to the point where I had to seek therapy, I had to get medication. um, And... uh, still take my medication Mm. um but the thing is i never saw anyone that looked like me say they had what i had Mm. not once yeah and i think the reason as a comedian i felt like maybe i should put something out there is because I'm a human first, I'm a Muslim first. And if my people are going through something and they feel like there's no mouthpiece to vocalize those thoughts, mm. maybe I just wanted to be a voice that I never had just yeah. for someone to, you know, like there's some beauty in shared experience. Yeah, You know, like if you say something and I can relate, that's like, yeah, man, do you know, I'm not the only one. Mm. I think that was really my intention. But what ended up happening with that documentary was, bro, I was, subhanAllah, like, I was blown away. Mm. I was blown away because off the back of that documentary, first of all, I've never, I don't think I've ever done anything in all my years of being Ali official where something has had such a big response. Mm. But I think one of the, um, I think one of the most heartwarming things for me to be on the receiving end off the back of that was people saying like this is the first time anyone's ever articulated how I feel 
Mm. After seeing a documentary, it's given me the courage to now go to therapy. Mm. Like, I now know how to deal with my friends. And I think, bro, like, love telling jokes. I love making people laugh. Yeah. But like, when the term influencer gets thrown around a lot, mm. when you have the power to influence someone in like a positive way that that does something to you man like um and i think yeah to anyone watching this like that is feeling some type of way i would 100 percent urge uh them to watch the documentary i put out on my instagram because i think um it is a big subject man you know like there's times where i feel like you know things are getting better like Mm. you know people are talking about it more and like you know there's uh, a bit more of a reference point but then sometimes i'll look through my twitter feed or i'll you know i'll i'll look at something that has happened in our community Mm. and no bro like the ignorance is still real yeah like the misunderstandings are still there yeah so i think it's about carrying on that conversation Mm. it's about acknowledging that this stuff happens, it's normal, mm. it's okay, and there's help available. Yeah. And um, I think people should do all that they can to, uh, you know, you know, you know when, when you have a mental health condition, mm. I tell you, bro, the hardest thing in the world is, is thinking that you can be fixed. You think mm. you're beyond repair. So when someone who doesn't understand what you're going through is in denial of what you're going through mm. and then just doesn't understand you, is telling you what to do with your life in a lot of the time quite a condescending way, mm. it puts you off, bro. It puts you off. So I think there needs to be a bit more empathy. There needs to be a bit more... Uh, sometimes people just got to be careful with their words mm. you know, the way i articulate a sentence can make a huge difference on the way you feel mm. the tonality of my voice you know um but yeah being there for our brothers and sisters is important 100 yeah. percent, we need to be it's still a fairly i think even though it's something that's you know always been there but it's still a fairly kind of new conversation we could say that's and more awareness is being raised in in again in the day and age of social media we're talking about social media and this is probably a a great positive the fact that through um many of these outlets through many personalities people are actually sharing their experiences and a lot of more people are like wow so what i was going through wasn't just because especially like i said in our community if someone's you know uh uh, uh, you know facing that challenge they're they've been clinically, you know, uh, diagnosed and said, you know, you're actually, uh, you know, going through depression. Um, they might be just trying to their friends and their friends are just like, yeah, you know, cheer up, man. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the advice. Like, cheer up. Come on. You're just having a bad day. Right. And then yeah. it continues the next day and the next day and the next day. So how many times are you going to hear? Yeah, just cheer up, man. Like, you know, how many times are you going to be able to, to, to take that advice? But at least now people are like, wow, okay. So, you know, if Ali can come out and share that story, that means... There is help available. There is medication available. There is someone that I can speak to. There is therapy available. So all of that is really, really interesting, especially again in the community where, you know, we speak a lot about jinns and possession and influence and that stuff. We're not, we're not denying. Uh, there is that spiritual aspect there, um, but you know, to fully kind of uh, use that as the sole reason as to why a person is you know, suffering, um, it's actually quite dangerous uh, within the Muslim community to just say that because then there might be something that they need to actually do. There's steps that they need to take which they're going to miss out on. Um, that's why it's so important to have these conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in this day and age, you know. Um, I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it never, to certain people, it mm. never crosses someone's mind that this person could have a psychological problem. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, this this person is probably possessed, mm, right? Mm. More times than not, they're not. Because imagine if someone said that to you, bro. 
Like if something, imagine if someone turned around to you and said, nah, there's something wrong with you. How would that make you feel? Bro, everything you've said, I've yeah. had. Really? Oh, just having a bad day, you're possessed. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you should get checked out. Da, 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 da. To, to the point where, it, yeah, it does put you off mm. opening up. Because it's like, damn, these, these are meant to be people. And here's the thing, man. Again, it goes back to the whole, people aren't one dimensional. Mm. People are saying this with good intentions. Yeah. Like, as you said, this is such a fresh, new subject that mm. is now being talked about people don't quite know how to mm-hmm. deal with it how to navigate around the situation yeah. so they think they're doing a good thing by saying you're just having a bad day mm. not knowing that you've just cheapened that person's entire thought yeah, yeah. process you know like man i've been having a bad day for two years like what are you mm-hmm. trying to say like but they don't they don't contextualize um and i think another thing i will like additionally add is like being religious and having a mental illness are not mutually exclusive things mm. i think the amount of, the amount of people i know i personally know that have a mental illness but are like super religious you'd be surprised yeah, yeah you'd be surprised because what people forget is i think pe- see people just think depression is this exaggerated form of sadness Mm -hmm. they don't understand the neurological side of it Mm -hmm. that there's a chemical imbalance going on that person's brain Mm -hmm. then you suddenly think oh okay yeah because you know a lot of people like they're against therapy they're against medication so imagine you know imagine someone just broke their arm like would you tell them nah bro like don't go see a doctor like over time it'll, it'll be fine yeah you're just having a bad day bro yeah. <laughs> like just but just because you can't see that pain yeah, yeah, yeah. you somehow differentiate its diagnosis mm. um i think that is really bad i think that is really really bad and i think someone's intention might be to push like when someone's going through something their intention yeah. might be to put someone closer to dean but what they're actually doing is pushing them away from dean mm. because then that person is like no one understands me. Mm. There needs to be more sympathy. There needs to be uh, more understanding in the subject. People, people themselves need to research. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what is anxiety? What is depression? What is bipolar? What are these mm. diagnoses? What, what are these things that have been diagnosed now that are so prominent in society, but we're just brushing off as if they're nothing? Mm. You know, hundred percent. I mean, what, what would your advice be anyone listening watching right now that might actually um be having the you know having their own challenges with mental health what would your advice be in terms of you know what what did you do um was it just a case where you just focused on spirituality or did you focus on the other like did you did you try different things what what yeah, was yeah. your what was what was it like for you i think so for me there was three things mm. spirituality was definitely one of them my you know, like social media, a lot of the time gets the blame for mental health. Like, oh, this is making people go mm-hmm. like wild and feeling all types yeah, of ways. Yeah. I think that can be the case, but it's not always the case. Like sometimes the cause can be the cure, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes someone may like be overworking but they love their job. So that overworking might have made them go ill, but like they need that in order to, Mm -hmm. they may need to reduce their hours, but they may need to find a way to balance out their family and Mm -hmm. all the other proponents in their life. But like, I'm not a big fan of going cold turkey of certain things. Like just Mm -hmm. remove that thing away. Like maybe there's something deeper than that. You know, a lot of the, more times than not, people that suffer from mental illness, it's some sort of trauma. Mm. It's something that's happened in their yeah. life. That becomes the reference point, you know? And everything else, it just exposes it. So on mm. social media, like, that side comes out. In their yeah. friends, that side comes out. The books they read, the films they watch, the music they listen to, it's it's all characterizing what they're going through. Mm. Um, in terms of what someone should do, the easiest answer I can give to anyone that feels like they are going through something that they can't explain is to speak to your GP. Mm. I did not know you could do this. When I was going through uh, my illness, I didn't know you could speak to your GP about a psychological problem. I didn't mm. know that. Um, 
a continuation of that is I also went therapy, right? Mm. And again, in our community, what? Talking to someone about your problems. Like, why would I mm. even think of doing that? <clears throat> yeah. But bro, when I, I, I still remember my uh, first therapy session. Like, bro, I cried in that room. I cried in that room. Like, mm. it was just so weird, but wonderful at the same time. Because I had never... I had never laid all my stress out on the table like that. Mm. Um, so my thing is, speak to a qualified professional. Mm. You know, like, a lot of the time we try and find happiness in the places we lost it. Like, the friend that is your shopping buddy or is your gym buddy or is, you know, your foodie, they might be good for those things. Mm. But when it comes to like them giving you advice on your mental health problems, they may not know and they might actually make you feel worse. Because I mm. remember like I would open up to certain friends that I was close to and they'd make me feel terrible. And I'm like, rah, like, I've mm. known this person for years. Like, How is this person not understanding how I'm feeling? But it goes back to what you said. Mm. They don't know any better. They don't mm. know any better. So, all the more reasons you should go to someone that does know better. That's mm. either going to be a qualified professional or it's going to be someone who you know has been through what you've been yeah, through. Yeah. And it goes back to that whole shared experience. The minute yeah. you relate to someone, bro, my whole, my whole brand is predicated on relatability. Mm. You, should, you know the whole observational content? I love yeah. the fact that there's connective tissue between everyone mm. to the point where we forget, to the point where we neglect it. You know, like when you can't go to sleep at night mm. and you flip the pillow to the cold side, you think you just do that. No, everyone does that. It's not just an Asian thing or a black thing or a white thing. But the minute a content creator like me puts it on a lens and exaggerates it and, you yeah. know, does some comedic uh, magic to it, it's suddenly like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone does that. Mm. There's something like something about that intrigues me. How yeah. many things can I find that people don't talk about? But is the thing that the gel that connects us all together? Like mm. for me, it's that's a lot of the time is my thought process connecting those dots. You know? Yeah, nice no, an important conversation to have, and um, I think the most important point I, I took away from that is going to a professional. You know, like uh, and the example I always give is yeah, if if you are if it is a spiritual problem, if you want to find out more, then yeah, you would go to the imam or the sheikh. You know, but. If it's something that's affecting you deeper, if it's something that's affecting you mentally, then that person, as knowledgeable as they might be, might not actually be the right person to go to for that. So, yeah, like you said, go to your GP, you know, seek therapy. I think that's a really important point. And, and, no, and uh, you know, huge credit to, to yourself and, and many others like you who are actually speaking about this, using your platform um, to raise awareness. So thank you for that and thank you for sharing your story with many others and uh, and hopefully even from this podcast people can take something away and, and they can relate to it, inshallah um, but alhamdulillah you know through your struggles through your through your battles um, you, you, you did still make something of, of what you had alhamdulillah so there is a positive posit lots of positives to, to your story uh, most recently you made the announcement as well um, that inshallah you're going to have your own uh, show on TV Muslamic love the name by the way <laughs> amazing um Amazing news, uh, which we're all intrigued about. Uh, we've seen a few shots. You've been filming a few things here and there, but you haven't given much away so <laughs> so yeah. far. Um, but yeah, tell us tell us about that. So here's the thing, man. The dream, yeah. Like you know the the dream that you're scared to vocalize and you mm. don't always speak out because you think that would never really happen. For me, mm. was always to have my own TV show. Okay. It was from a young kid. I was yeah, yeah. just loved comedy just you know loved tv and mm. i thought like hey if i could one day like have my own thing that would be so cool but you always think this is some far-fetched yeah, idea yeah, yeah. that you don't really focus on but i think the more i got into my content creation and the mm. more i started seeing where the digital trajectory was going i thought hey man this tv world and this digital world there's a lot of crossover mm. Um, and I started building links and connections in that mainstream space. And again, I humbled myself. I was like, okay, if I if I do want to do this, how do I how do I do it? Mm. I went back into planning mode. I went back into structure mode. I'm like, research, bro. 
I listen to hours of podcasts. I listen <laughs> to hours of interviews. Yeah. You know, uh, what is a production company? What is an agent? What is a commissioner? How do you take something from page to screen? Like all of these things, bro. I would Google. I would mm. YouTube. I would. I'm big on research. So you know, it's fun. It's like this is where I speak from both sides of my mouth. You know, earlier we're like, it, it seems like I'm against education. I'm not. Mm. I'm. I'm like whatever makes you happy. Go all in. Mm. on that particular thing but it, you don't necessarily need to ascertain that knowledge from university like yeah. there's a lot of knowledge at our disposal mm. so for me it was it was gathering all this information how do i do this um and then what i learned is you need an agent i didn't have an agent mm. i tried to reach out to agents they're like what acting have you done i hadn't <laughs> done any tv work so i couldn't yeah. get an agent so i was like damn this yeah. is where the hustle and grind kicks in. Um, I thought, hey, man, what if I write a script and I put myself in it? Okay. Then I put that yeah. to a production company and then they make it. Then they have to put me in mm. because it's my script. Mm -hmm. So shout out to my creative partner in crime, Atif Nawaz. Me and, you know, he's one of my closest friends. We both got together and we wrote a show. Mm. Like this was not stuff we'd be snapping. This was because we didn't even know where it was going. Yeah, we're just yeah. like, let's just make a script first. Something that we're proud of, something we'd want to make, mm. something that we'd be creatively satisfied with. Um, and then when we had a script, then there's something known as a treatment mm. where you package that script and you tell someone who's uh, from the TV world what your script is about. Then we started trying to pitch it to people. Mm. We started reaching out to all the TV channels. Bro, no one wanted us, man. <laughs> no, like some people would email back politely saying no. We'd sometimes I'd get a meeting, we'd be really excited, but then the meeting would go nowhere. Mm. Some people just didn't even respond back. Mm. Like they were just, it was just like, damn, they, they don't even, yeah, they yeah. don't even want to open the attachment. One person from the BBC uh, called me in for a meeting. Okay. They're like, hey, I've just seen this. Looks cool. Why don't you pop in for a chat? Mm. Popped in for a chat. That chat became another chat. And then we just kept talking about everything and nothing. Next thing I know, we get an email saying, uh, the script you wrote, Muslimic, we want to commission it on no. BBC Free. And uh, let's talk about filming. Yeah. Bro, like, you know, everything I had fought prior to that, but the system doesn't want us, the white man doesn't want us, Illuminati, all of, that, <laughs> all of this stuff, yeah. We thought like this world wasn't for us. Yeah. But here we were, we wrote a show, which mm. by the way, is representative of Muslims. Like it celebrates our people. It's not one of those shows that is like, playing into stereotypes and making mm. our people look bad like i'm genuinely so excited for people to uh to see this the reason i haven't put so much out yet is because i can't okay, like okay. the minute uh, like contractually yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like in my instagram bro everything's done in a day in tv bro yeah, like yeah, it takes imagine. time but um when we got that news alhamdulillah bro we were just like we were just over the moon but from my phone all those mm, videos they yeah, saw that yeah. they saw okay i see what this guy is doing okay and this guy can tell jokes on stage okay and this guy can write a script okay mm. and this guy can then be in the show promote the show yeah and have a unique voice that we haven't got okay let's do this so i get it i get it um and i think it's also a much needed show mm. um i'm just happy bro i'm just happy i'm excited for people to see it I hope people connect with it and yeah. I hope, you know, people feel like there's a part of them in that show, inshallah, man. Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. Alhamdulillah. It's amazing to hear just the, the whole journey, the whole process and how you finally got there because it wasn't a fairy tale story where, you know, first time in, that's it, you got it. No, it was actually like rejection, rejection, failure and then it was like, finally, you got that breakthrough. But, uh, you know, one one big question, which is, like you said, you know, from from what you're saying, is that this is most definitely going to be one of those ones that it's going to show Muslims in a positive light. But a lot of people, 
naturally they're going to think, you know what, now nah, that's it. Ali is on <laughs> BBC now. The Illuminati's uh, got him. <laughs> that's it. He's, he's done something dodgy here. Yeah. And we're going to see a complete different side to him. Yeah, that yeah. family-friendly, halal stuff that we were seeing before is gone. So, because a lot of people think that, look, now that you've in and broken into the mainstream, um, that's it. Any kind of principles linked with faith, any of your own personal principles, you're going to compromise all of that. Whatever they tell you, you got to do. And and you go about it your own. You go about it their way, basically. What is your response to that? Which a lot of people are naturally. It's not having bad thoughts of you. That's just how we've seen it before. That's yeah, yeah. how we've observed things happen, and it has happened. So, what are your thoughts on that? I'm not with the Illuminati. Clarify <laughs> it. <laughs> you know what, bro? It's and I I hear and understand all yeah. those reservations. Mm. So for me going in to those meetings and throughout yeah. the whole process. And I remember even like many a chats of uh, Atif, we were always like, look, yeah, we had this kind of uh, thought in our head, like they're going to change the show or they're going to, you know, change the characters or, change yeah, or whatever. Yeah. There were changes we had to make, but not, they weren't like, they were creative changes. Mm. Like to make the show a better show. It was never to to destroy the integrity of the show mm. which still stands and they haven't tampered with at all so and if they did bro i wouldn't make the show i'd mm. be like do you know what then like i was already doing my thing right and that far-fetched dream that i had placed would have just stayed that far-fetched dream mm. it would have just been the idea but i think bro a lot of the times we don't know what opportunity is out there until we try and chase it I think a lot of the times we let our own limited beliefs shackle us. Mm. Like, nah, that ain't meant for me. So therefore, I'm not even going to try. They don't even want me. Bro, when I go to these meetings now with Channel 4, with ITV, with BBC, they're like, we want talent like you. We, mm. just, don't, like, we just don't know how to find them because they're not co yeah, coming yeah. in, you know, readily mm. to us. And like, out in our communities, what do we say? Oh, bro, we, you know, we need more representation. Yeah, we need more people in the media. How many people do we know are trying to chase a career in media? Not many. Mm. Not many. And the ones who do get criticized by their community. And then life takes over and they just end up falling short and they go back to whatever they were doing that mm. they weren't happy with. I'm talking about like 10 different things at the same time, but they all have their place yeah, and yeah. position. Um, so in a nutshell, bro, like... I wanted to make a halal show in the mainstream. And I feel like we've done that. Mm. And I'm genuinely, genuinely like so excited, nervous, anxious, uh, but just ready mm. for people to embrace it. And inshallah, the show becomes a series and like yeah. then it becomes bigger. And then, you know, uh, it, we get another series and that would be lovely. You know, yeah, that would inshallah, be lovely. Inshallah. inshallah. When, when can we expect to see this, by the way? Muslamic drops on BBC One and BBC Three uh, in the month of August. Uh, the minute I find out <laughs> the exact dates, uh, I will be sure yeah, to yeah, push I'm them sure out on my socials. It. We're definitely uh, going to see it. Um, but August, August. August, definitely. Okay, cool. Um, and I think that's a, a really good kind of um, a tip or a piece of advice, again, for anyone pursuing this creative side of things, is that basically what you've done is you wrote your own script, you did everything yourself, then you just handed it over and and that's it, and it's t it's turned into you know you've got you've got your own slot now. Um, is that what is your like ultimate piece of advice? Like we're talking about to creatives here, we're talking about just even a, a person who's working their nine to five, whatever it is, someone that's really trying to um, you know hustle and grind and and achieve something. What is what is your advice in this day and age, especially social media and, and the digital era that we're living in? Do you know it's going to sound so simplistic? Yeah. Google things. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling Chef you. Google. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know the amount of questions I get yeah. on DM? Mm. And I'm like, this information is out there. It's like, mm. oh, bro, like, how do I use a filter on Instagram? What camera do I use? Like, and I'm there like, it's, it's mad, right? Like, we'll do everything else on Google. But when mm. it comes to our dreams and visions and ambitions, we somehow forget like, bro, mm. I did everything, like, how do you write a script? What is a script? Like, well, actually, like, you know, yeah, all of these yeah, questions. Yeah. 
<laughs> everything is out there, man. Yeah. So I think for an influencer, for a creative, for like in terms of, you know, this world of how-tos and tutorials and mm. like there is a lot of free information out there. Yeah. You just got to look for it. You just got to seek it. Um, so number one is knowledge. Yeah. Get that knowledge. It's out there. Like it's going to take time. It's going to mm. take effort. But if you want it really that badly, mm. you're going to find the time and energy and effort. Yeah. Um, and number two is like I'm, I always bang on about this is time management, man. Mm. People are wasting time. People yeah. are sleeping too much. People are like watching Netflix too much. <laughs> People are socializing too much. Mm. And then they blame the world for why life isn't going their way. Like, mm. there's, bro, I see you. You do a lot. You do a lot, bro. You know the amount of things you do, but you still find the time for mm. it. And whenever I WhatsApp you, you reply back within a minute, bro. <laughs> like, you're good. You're good yeah. with communication. That is a skill. And mm. I think people need to focus on those skills you know i think mm. it's very easy to just sulk and just mm. blame that thing and that thing and this didn't go right and how long are we going to romanticize the past mm. the future is there try what you have there's more opportunities now than ever before we got to utilize this it might not always be like this man yeah like you know but for the time being, utilize this digital proximity mm. that connects all of us together, man. Like, I, I really do champion that. Definitely. One final question is, um, just coming back to everything we've been speaking about, you know, kind of bouncing off what you just said there, the whole mainstream side of things, what you've been doing your whole journey is, how important is it to have that Muslim representation uh, in this space that we're currently in because of course you know as everyone knows uh negative portrayals of muslims um do you feel like using media using social media using these platforms using mainstream is the best way to tackle it because we can we can sit here and complain like you know what x x tabloid this politician this like yeah, you know yeah. there's always negativity surrounding muslims um but do you really feel like this is this is like a key kind of tool that we can really use? What's what's the importance of all this? I feel like we need more of everything. Yeah, we need more doctors, we need more engineers, mm. but we need more politicians, we need mm. more writers, we need more actors, we need more hosts, we need mm. more poets, we need more comedians. The more visibility we have mm. in all industries, the more Muslims we have. Mm. You know, sometimes. Just existing is enough. You and me grew up in Devon, bro. Mm. Predominantly non-Muslim area. Yeah. And I'm sure you got a lot of questions about Dean and why do you do this and why does your mum wear that and Ramadan this and mm. what, not even water. You know, like <laughs> all of those questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you were a mouthpiece to those people. Mm. Everyone has an obligation. You don't have to be a social media mm. content creator. Sometimes it might just be to your neighbor. Sometimes it might be just to your coworker. Sometimes mm. it might just be... Um, to that foreign land that you go to. For me, like me personally, I humble myself uh, by doing what I think I do best. And my technique or strategy isn't to force something down someone's throat, mm. but it's planting the seed. There's yeah. a lot, of, like, I've always seen comedy as a vehicle. Like comedy can be an access point mm. to influence someone to make someone think like i've done a, i've done videos about how uh the media misrepresents islam yeah. through comedy i've done videos about the taboos and stigmas regarding mental health through comedy mm -hmm. i've you know highlighted uh cultural problems and double standards through comedy like this is all using mm. this skill that i've kind of honed over time to put on center stage certain subjects that I think need more uh, eyes and ears mm. on. So I think everyone has a job, but don't compare your, like I can't compare myself to a sheikh. Mm. I can't compare myself to that imam. Like, but I respect and love and admire what they do and everyone's got their positions and mm. so does the doctor and so does the cleaner and so mm. does the CEO and so does the care worker and every single person. So I think, our entire ummah can do more. Mm. But I think 
the, the minute I realize what I've just said the most is when, you know, when there's a natural disaster mm. or when there's some sort of political turmoil happening in our mm. ummah, it's always the social media influencers that are meant to promote it. Yes, they should. Mm. Yes, they should. But so should everyone else. Mm. It shouldn't just be on someone who has a million followers to do the, the work that everyone ought to be doing. And what's the excuse? Oh, bro, but you have a bigger platform. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna see mm. my post. Bro, they saw your post about the Nandos you had. <laughs> they saw your post yeah. about the makeup tutorial. They saw your post about you going to gym. Why would they not see that? Yeah. Sometimes people think like it needs a million eyes and ears for something to happen. No, sometimes the 10 people that you have access to still matters. So mm. you should do it and we should all do it. That's my advice. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. I think like, what you're saying is everyone has a role to play regardless of whether you're, you've got a million followers or whether you've got you know, barely any. Even Everyone's if you're not got on social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. 100%. 100%. Using the skills and talents that basically you have, that you enjoy, that you're good at, basically doing something with it. I think that's, that's a huge takeaway point. And, and you know, shout out to Ilmfeed for facilitating this space where mm. people from different spaces and stages can come and just kind of share their mm. voice you know and i think it's so important for one place to represent so many different thoughts and feelings so yeah shout out to you guys man thank you honestly uh, to be honest i can carry on with this podcast right but we do we do have to uh we do have to um you know conclude um i've really enjoyed it and i i really feel like we've discussed so many like from from mental health to creativity to mainstream like so many things that we've covered so uh, Honestly, Ali, I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you coming here and sharing that. And um, yeah, hopefully our listeners and viewers, they can all definitely take something away from from the key messages that we've really hit home. So thank you once again. Thanks for joining us. Thank Shafnakhe. you for having me, bro. Thank you, man. And uh, yeah, to all of our, uh, everyone watching, inshallah, make sure... Um, Make sure you check out Ali Official UK, especially that documentary, super important um, on, on the mental health journey, inshallah. Um, keep an eye out for his announcements as well with the upcoming shows. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel on iTunes for more podcasts coming your way from your host Shabir, from Ali, from the Infi team. We will see you another time. Take care of yourselves. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.